Monday morning broadcast. It's JM in the AM. Just had an interesting off-air encounter with uh, Allison Joseph's Jew in the City. <laughs> we were analyzing uh, the type of yuntif we had over the last uh, month or so. And um, we both came to the reality, to the recognition that uh, the majority of Jews in our history, and probably the majority of Jews today in the world, would give anything to have the type of yuntif that we had over the last three, four weeks. And we have to remember that as we all quote-unquote complain. I don't want to say it's really complaining, but as we all point out the difficulties of um, the schedule and the activities over the yuntif season. Allison Josephs, Jew in the City, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you so much. You think there were a lot of Jews who were, thank God, inspired by the, holiday, by the holidays, by the chauffeur blowing, by the eating in the sukkah, by the taking of the lulav and esrog, by the fasting on Yom Kippur? From your experience, Jews who may not have done these types of things over the last few decades, are they inspired when they finally turn and do these things? Oh, for sure. Jews that find Judaism after a lifetime of being away. Um, you know, the, the Jews that we have worked with, the Jew in the city, you know, who have discovered uh, meaning to a Torah-observant life. Um, people have written to us, literally, you have given my life meaning. Um, and since my journey to observance began with a search for meaning um, and trying to make sense of a world that seemed to disappear, um, there is nothing more um, rewarding than I could possibly hear than to see that there is another Jew that is taking Hana in his heritage and his uh, Torah and mitzvah. So... For sure. We weren't all complaining. At least not all the time. <laughs> yeah. You, you know what I mean. <laughs> there are a lot of typical observations that people have about the long yunt of season. And uh, like we said, a lot of people out there in the world would give anything to have the experience that, thank God, we had. Not only uh, religiously and spiritually, by the way, even even physically and, uh, you know, nourishment-wise, a lot of people would be very jealous of the type of yunt of season we were able to enjoy, thank God. So we shouldn't uh, take it lightly. Uh, Jew in the City. Go to jewinthecity.com uh, for all their information. They have a big event coming up. Their red carpet event is going to be happening uh, on the uh, 5th of November at Convene, which is on West 46th Street in New York City. If I have it right, every year, and this is the fifth uh, annual um, event, every year there's an all-star award show and premiere party where Jew in the City acknowledges a group of people uh, that need to be acknowledged for their amazing accomplishments, both personally and um, in for the greater Jewish world uh, from the positions that they hold. And this year is no exception. It's happening on Sunday, November the 5th on West 46th Street in New York City. How did you go about choosing who will be honored with awards at this year's All-Star event? It's tough, uh, honestly. I mean, thank God there are so many amazing nominations that we get. And now this, our first year was just a video that included Senator Lieberman, Faye Kellerman, the Maccabees, um, and we threw uh, sort of a launch party last minute because I just put a message on Facebook. It would be fun to have a party. And a fabulous woman wrote back and said, I'll throw you one. Um, after that, um, it went so well, my husband said, open up nominations to the public. This is our fourth year um, doing nominations from the public. And thank God, we have a bunch of names uh, on the sidelines. What we try to do each year is we try to make sure that we're covering diverse industries. We try to have a mix of men and women. We try to have a mix of different hashkafas. So um, interestingly enough, this year's group, we have 
three people from Hasidic and or Heimish backgrounds, three people that can speak Yiddish um, up on uh, our award list. All right, now one second. I have to see if I can point them out. Let's see if I <laughs> let's see if I can get this right, okay? Because you you have a total of eight honorees, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, so one from the category you just described has to be the Honorable Ruchi Fryer, the first Hasidic female judge who's made quite an impression out there. That is true. You got that one. Okay. Guess my other two Yiddish speakers. Now we're going to go with um, with Freda Ginsburg, director of Legal America's Burberry Group Incorporated. Is that, uh, is that accurate? Is that her? That, that is true, yes. You right. got that. So I got two for two so far. And I'm going to say Chaim Leibowitz, who is the CEO of Brainstorm Cell Therapeutics. Yes or no? That is true. How wow. Did you, how'd you guess it? I don't know. <laughs> I'm lucky that I, I guess certain names mean a certain thing to me. So you have three from what we would call the what you just described as the Hamish or more Hasidic communities. Is it the first time at that end of the industry, is be, that end of the community rather, is being recognized? Um, we had, no, we've had, um, we always try, Dafka, to have a mix of modern centrists, Haredi. We had Rama Burstein in the past. Um, we've had Lubavitchers win, Mendy Pellin. Um, we make a concerted effort. I think that there's a couple misconceptions. People think, oh, well, you have to be a Balchuva to be an all-star because no one that was raised religious could be able to achieve anything this spectacular. And believe it or not, um, at least half, if not the majority, of all of our, um, of our all-stars are always from, from birth. Right. Um, and the other misnomer is that, oh, well, you know, you have to be raised modern Orthodox to be able to do this because no one Haredi would be able to accomplish such things. And, you know, we like to show, we like to break down stereotypes in between different communities. We, what's exciting for us is to show modern Orthodox Jews, um, Haredim that are more open-minded or more engaged than they would think possible, and for us to show Haredim modern Orthodox that are more Jewishly engaged and more committed Jewishly than they expected. And we get that feedback as well. So we're into breaking down stereotypes and barriers in every direction, um, and it's really an evening of unity. Um, besides the fact that it's fun and the food is great, it's uh, being done by Nobo. Um, uh, Josh uh, Masson from Nobo will be there. We know how great he is. He's great uh, in partnership with executive caterers and Teaneck. Um, so that part's going to be great, and there's going to be an open bar, and Royal Wine is going to be there for the VIP party. There's a VIP party beforehand where you can get up close and personal with the All-Stars um, will be Sushi by Eden Walk. Um, so that's the fun side of it. Um, but um, the inspirational side, sort of the program side of the program, um, besides the fact that every story is uplifting and poignant and we throw in some humor, just walking around and seeing the diversity of the crowd, Hasidim and Fardim and modern and yeshivish and secular and OTD and everything in between. I think there's very few events out there that draw such a range of people. And one of our honorees this year is uh, the treasurer of Ford Motor Company. Mm. He just stepped down like a month ago, but he was for a decade, Neil Schloss. So I went to Detroit uh, to film him there. I spoke in Detroit, and one of the people at the shul I spoke and said one of the nicest things to me. She said, this is such an interesting crowd that came out to hear you speak tonight. Like, we usually don't see people from all these different groups mixing and coming out to you know, hear a speaker. And that was about the nicest thing anyone could have said, because um, bringing Jews together, um, and especially for a good cause, 
that's about as great as it gets. That's up there with the You Gave My Life meaning. So um, thank God. These are the things. It's a lot of work. And, um, you know, when you're planning a big event, uh, the, the work can sort of uh, come into your dreams at night because you're like, did we buy this thing or do this thing? So yeah. I'm in that phase of my life right now. But when it all comes together, um, it's really just um, to see the faces of the people that come and to see them take away the Kiddush Hashem. You know, I would say when we have these big chilei Hashem, um, there's a sense of Jews shrinking down. They see the negative headlines, and especially we've had some pretty big ones in recent months. And there's Recent sense- months? We've had some big ones over the last few days. That's that's, oh, I haven't even caught up with the news. Great. Okay, now I have to go check the news, Nachum. Um, okay, whenever there are the big well, I'm, headlines I'm, I'm, out I'm, I'm there, talking, you, you see Jews shrinking down and sort of this feeling of like, yeah. I'm not with him. I'm not one right. of those guys. Oh, I hope my coworker, my neighbor, my parent doesn't think that I'm like that. Um, and well, I I'm talking. Ta- it, it, <laughs> Hashem literally pushes Jews away from Torah mitzvos. What I've seen the um, effect of Kiddush Hashem and the All Stars as sort of epitomizing Kiddush Hashem. There is a sense of standing tall and proud and saying, "I'm with him. I'm with her. These are my people. Yeah. These are good people. These are people of conviction. These are people that had big dreams and worked hard to achieve them and made beautiful lives for themselves. And Torah and Mitzvos didn't hold them back. Torah and Mitzvos added meaning and purpose to their success." And so it never tires for me. It never gets boring because essentially we're just telling that story again and again. But from, you know, now we're up to in our fifth year, um, you know, dozens of different perspectives. But it's always, it's always um, amazing. Uh, Allison Joseph is with us, Jew in the City. I'm, I'm referring to the biggest story in America right now where the person involved at the center of it is, is quote-unquote noticeably Jewish. Oh, I know. Yeah. Fine. But let me clarify. Yes, there is Busha and Shonda of Jews. I'm speaking specifically of the Frum community. I know, and I, I know what you're speaking of, but I'm telling you, and and I, mean, I, I don't mean to say it like that. Sorry, I, <laughs> I, I am bringing to your attention, as I am to my listeners, that for the majority of people in this country, there is no difference. For the majority of people in this country, all they see is a noticeably Jewish person with a noticeable Jewish name and noticeable Jewish heritage, and someone who obviously has strong connection to the Jewish community, whatever that means. And that is what they are seeing, and that's something important to keep in mind. But I certainly know what the perspective you're coming from, for sure. So, look, it's a problem, and obviously we should fight against that. But what I'm telling you is that I think that when we have it coming out of the Frim community, it turns Jews and secular Jews off from more servants. Oh, for sure. Yes, it's a Boucher and a Shand in its own right, but I don't know if people... I don't. I, for me, I don't feel any less proud, you know, to be Jewish um, because of that guy. I oh mean, wow, that's interesting. Right. I do. That's interesting. Wow. Okay, I hear I'm that. Compartmentalized, maybe. <laughs> I hear that. No, I hear it. I believe me, I hear it. Uh, Jew in the city. The the event is the fifth of November. Let's scare Allison by letting her know that it's two weeks from Sunday, and <laughs> it's the oh fifth. God. I know it's the fifth annual. You look, you wake up after Yontif. This is what happens, you know. Is it two weeks or three weeks? Is it really two weeks? It's two oh. weeks from this coming Sunday. Oh my God. The fifth annual All Star Awards. Showed premiere party presented by Hani Waxler of Bud's Event Designs, the greatest night in Orthodox Jewish professional success. Uh, those of you out there who uh, want information, you go to jewinthecity.com slash events. And it did, the names we didn't mention yet, David Mazuz of uh, Fox's uh, Gotham, uh, Samuel Roscoff, former director of the NYPD Intelligence Analysis Unit. Oh, and David Adler, whose relatives we know very well here on the Lower East Side. He's author of the Cam Jensen book series is going to be recognized that tonight as well. And what member of the Zayat family is being recognized that evening? Uh, this is um, Ahmed. Very nice. So the father, the the, exactly. the the head of the whole thing, uh, who of course is a triple crown winner with American Pharaoh. 
Uh, they're all that entire list of people will be uh, recognized uh, as you heard the program is uh, going to be amazing. Tell us what the All-Star Experience Auction is all about. So the All-Star Experience Auction, um, we like to offer our guests and even people who can't come out that night, um, if you're somewhere far away but you want to win one of these prizes and you want to support our work, um, you can buy a raffle ticket or 10. Um, we give you experiences that, you know, in many cases you couldn't buy. So we get you, for instance, um, you know, a tour of the Wall Street Journal, because one of last year's winners is a special writer at the Wall Street Journal, Greg Zuckerman. So if you want to get up close and see where news is made in one of the, you know, most prestigious news organizations in the world, or if you have someone that you love who's interested in that, you could try to win the ticket for them. Um, and we also have prizes that are from, you know, this year's winners as well, including signed copies of Cam Jansen's books, since we have the, ah, you know, the winner as one of our uh, winners. Um, and we have a Burberry men's scarf, and we have just an assortment of prizes that are connected to um, our winners or past winners in some way, um, you know, offerings that you couldn't get elsewhere. One of our winners last year was uh, the U.K. Pensions Minister in the House of Lords, and so she gave a tour to a couple winners of the House of Lords. Um, so it's, it's a pretty neat thing. And I guess I should mention also, Nachum, that this event is benefiting Project Makom. Right. I've spoken about it before, but this is an initiative of Jew in the City that helps former and questioning Haredi Jews find their place in orthodoxy, that we've discovered that for all the stories and the memoirs that have come out about Hasidim that, you know, hated where they grew up and, you know, have only negative things to say, we found out that for a lot of them they didn't want to leave observance completely. A lot of them actually were hoping to land somewhere more centrist or more modern, just someplace new where they could still retain observance. And we actually had members of this community approach us and ask us to help them find a new place. And from that need we developed Project Makom. Um, we're on track for our first year of sort of uh, next-level programming, and I mean we have a database and we have a social worker doing case management and an intake process. So by the end of the year, please God, we'll have 100 full first members, and we're making referrals to ESL and GED and Shabbos placement and mentor matching and Shabbatones and monthly events and support groups. And so this event, you know, please God, will help us with next year's budget. It will help us expand to 200 full members by the end of the following year. Um, and we've been told that this problem is in possibly the 10,000 to tens of thousands. So we have our work cut out for us. Have you gotten, uh, this is a curiosity question, not a judgment, uh, have you gotten any type of a negative response from leaders in Hasidic communities? Or so, look, so far, thank God, we have gotten very positive uh, reactions from everywhere. I think we're at a point right now where um, the sort of off the derech movement crisis, whatever you want to call it, has touched much of the Hasidic Haredi community. There's no one that doesn't know someone. And I think that there's a realization that maybe, look, I think for all of us, ideally, we want our kids to end up in our hashkafa because we think it's the right hashkafa, which is why we're doing it. And, you know, different people have, have reservations, you know, depending on how far their kid moved this way or that way. So I think all people feel that. Um, but I think that there's a realization now more than ever that um, people need more options. Jews need more options. The box doesn't have to be so small. And honestly, we have people coming to us that want to go from ultra Hasidic to modern Hasidic. That's all they want to change. They're keeping the lavush. They're you know keeping the payas. Um, they just want a little bit more openness than New Square or Monroe. Um, and if it weren't for us to help them, they would end up leaving completely. And I think that um, 
You know, we've made it very clear that we're not here to do recruitment. We're here to catch people who are falling out. Nah, you're um, doing you're doing amazing work. You're doing incredible work. It must be very difficult to fund, I would imagine. Uh, it's not fun, um, despite the fact that the word fun is in <laughs> fund. Um, but where, you know, um, look, where we are today, it's actually we just celebrated our 10-year anniversary of Jew in the City. Um, it's really by the grace of God that we have gotten to this point in the last year and a half. We've made some major growth, uh, you know, specifically because Project Malcolm, I think, really um, gave people the sense that this is a thing that needs to be funded. Before that, I think our outreach work in Jew in the City was sort of harder to convince people, too, that this is a tzedakah, like why do you fund a blog exactly? But I think more and more people realize that um, we are in, you know, nonprofit space, and we do have um, a specific way that we're helping the community that no one else is is really doing. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, God willing, uh, this will just be the beginning. We can relate to that, of course. Allison, you're doing great work. November 5th. November 5th is the event. As you heard, Project Macomb will be the beneficiary of the event. It's uh, happening at the Convene, 117 West 46th Street in New York, Sunday, November the 5th, with the program that we mentioned, with the great food, with the wonderful uh, honorees. Um, it's all happening on the 5th of November information, jewinthecity.com slash events, jewinthecity.com slash events. Have you heard about this documentary, one of us, the one that's uh, about to be released? Of course. Uh, this is, I keep up with the latest news. You know what I'll tell you? We, these stories get told again and again and again. We just put out on Jew in the City a story that's never been told before, and that's of the woman that grew up Hasidic and she stayed religious. Um, and this was about, and we're going to do a series of these, please God. Um, our program director of Project Malcolm's name is Zeldi Treese, and she grew up Hasidic in Brooklyn, um, and it wasn't the right fit for her, and it was not an easy journey to find her way somewhere new, but she got to Passaic, New Jersey. She made a connection with her rub there, met friends, built a whole new beautiful life, and she shares this story in a new video um, that is on JewInTheCity.com. And in the first week, we've gotten over 30,000 views. And, you know, she was very careful to not go into any of the, you know, details of her past. She was very careful to not speak Lashon Hara about, you know, things of her past, even though with a lot of these stories that you see of people leaving completely, they'll, you know, divulge everything. So it's not even that descriptive of a video because, you know, for her sake and for our sake, we, we wanted to actually be, be careful about such things. Um, and yet the video has resonated tremendously, and we've gotten a flooding of people that want our help, people that want to volunteer, people that want to get involved, because of the hundreds of videos that have come out of people who have left. I don't know if there's ever been a video made of someone who left but then found someplace new. Mm, interesting. Interesting. All right. Very, very nice. Uh, JewInTheCity.com slash events for the November 5th gathering in New York City. Allison, great work as usual. Everybody can hear Allison with us here at the Nahum Siegel Network, Thursdays, 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Thursdays, 10 a.m. Eastern Time. It's called Jew in the City Speaks. Allison, thanks so much. Good luck with the event. Thank you so much. A pleasure. More coming up. You're listening on a Monday to JM in the AM. Mm-hmm.